This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, there was a request for discussion of some sort, and uh, I, um, I felt it would be uh, good if somebody were to bring the questions. Somebody, so I'd like to thank Rabbi Umfeld for volunteering. And um, he'll, I've cats have sent us some of the questions that people like to discuss, and we'll try to discuss, and hopefully there's some us for the Seaboard. Okay, Tzvi, would you like to? Yeah, so uh, we'll get started off with uh, more of a, a personal biographical question. Please briefly describe your early yeshiva experience in RJJ. Which Rabbein do you remember most vividly and why? Um, I'm not sure why the person is asking the question, but maybe a few notes about uh, I don't think I'm the important person here. I think what's important is to understand something of a tukufa that was and isn't. Um, RJJ was, was a school that served an incredibly diverse population. It was one of those times, it was, it was a school that it, it really, I mean, tried to bring Torah from um, European yeshivas to America at a Tkufa when America was far from ready. And um, I don't think people, I think at the time, people did not think that it was that successful. And years later, you see how successful, how many seeds were planted. Many of the great Rosh Hashivas today, and this is before my generation, but most of the Lakewood Rosh Hashivas, there were times when half a Lakewood originated in RJJ. Um, and um, it was not an easy, it was a yeshiva in its heyday, it must have been well over a thousand Talmidim. Um, and the diversity was incredible and it made it very challenging. Personally, I was Zohar to gain a lot from many Rebbeim. I, I want to say two things. First of all, on the one hand, the Rebbeim were like two generations older than us. They came from Europe. They did not understand English much. They didn't understand the mentality. And there were issues with that. On the other hand, they gave us um, a, a, a type of attitude, understanding that that's really spanned generations, a whole different perspective on, on life and things and so on. A person who I personally remember, and I wrote about him, was Abzadel Epson's friend of Rachel. He was my 11th grade rabbi, 12th grade rabbi. I also had him in camp um, two years in Kalrina. Um, and he was very, very, in my, in my most important years, was my rabbi. And afterwards, I, I guess the things about him that shone out and shine out are his incredible chachmas um, and wisdom. He understood people and life in the most extraordinary way. He had no self. And every decision that he said and every advice that he gave was centered around the Talmud. And, um, and it's something that, you know, when I look back, such emiss, there was nothing, never involved in his personality involved. And I think that one of the outcomes of that was he could give an incredible range of advice um, to different people, to some people who were struggling between um, not being from being from, the people that were struggling between brisk and some other place, which some people might consider being not from from, but but upon him, it was something that um, he was able to sit with each Talmud and learn and, and, and discuss it. He never lost his temper, was always 
thoughtful, caring. He could be sometimes more strict, sometimes less strict. But the point was you never ever felt that his issues, his emotions, his needs, his, his, his sheifas were ever part of it. So, uh, this is a general question. If a person is naturally talented, he's musical, he's artistic, dynamic, is he obligated to find a way to use those talents for Avedis Hashem, even at the expense of Asmad and learning and becoming a Tamad Chacham of the highest caliber possible? If not, then why were those talents given to him? Was that just an Asayim? And could it be that the Gedele Hadar only became great by ignoring other talents that they possessed? So, I think this really depends on a person. In other words, these are one of those areas where having a um, having a, a Rebbe to help you is very important. But let's let's use a muscle to it, and we could probably understand uh, at least by drawing some parallels. Imagine somebody's going to school, and the question is, "What should I be?" And the, and the young man says, "I'm talking about not a yeshiva. I'm talking about a school." The young man says, "Well, I want to be a doctor." And I tell him, young man, you, 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 you failed biology twice. You are um, not particularly um, good with people and so on. Why would you want to be a doctor? It doesn't make any sense. He says, because I like it. It's very prestigious and so forth. So we tell him, forget it. You want something that you're good at, naturally good at. It's with talents and so forth. Now, a person has extremely good abilities and, you know, he's done extremely well in his biology and understands people, but whatever is needed to be a good actor. And he also is very gifted in music. So when we sit down and discuss his career, I can tell him, listen, you can't be a master of all trades. If you want to be a so-so doctor and a, an okay musician, pursue both careers. If you want to be a, an, a, a, an A doctor, a really top-line doctor, you have to give it all you have. And same thing's true with music. Now, um, you might, maybe if, if you have such a craving for music, you might need some downtime with music. You're going to play guitar once or twice a week, but tachlis, if, if you want to be a real doctor, this is what you have to do. Um, the, and then the question is, well, why does he have the other talents? I don't know, but whatever I'll do, I'm not going to be able to do the other thing. It's similar sense. Um, there are some people that to, to tell a person drop everything and become Godlador, I'm not sure this person would become Godlador. So dropping it when we when a person makes this dimbachman with his Rebbe, where we should, you know, where should he see himself? So we obviously look at the person's talents. Um, I have a, a, an acquaintance who um, about Kishrin, um, his 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 coil was very short. Went into business um, and did extraordinarily well in business. Extraordinary beyond beyond uh, in, in business, is very very well. At some point, even though in his younger years he wasn't so into learning, um, he got into learning. And and when he was in his forties, yeah, he had more mochavruses. His businesses were of the nature where you could just freeze them and they would. They would more than enough support him and his children's grandchildren, but that would be it. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't be able to grow more than that. And he, and this question was, should he give it up? 
and he's also picked out Stucker, or should he not? He has two people, I know of two people that he asked. Both gave him the same answer, one with a husband, one not. He asked Rabbi Sfi Finkelstein of Racha, and he asked Ramesha Shapiro. Ramesha Shapiro told him, there are Zvolans in the world and Yisachas in the world. If you can be a Yisachar equal to the Zvolan you are today, no one has the right to tell you that you belong in Zvolan camp. But if you're an extraordinary Zvolan and you'll be an okay Yisachar, then you're not allowed to leave where you are. Then you're meant to be Zvolan. So it, it, a person needs to try to make an answer. It's very hard. What put me in this world for? Which a person who's blessed with many talents, where should I focus them? And and um, and and then he usually will need to throw himself into it. In the other areas he'll have to put on the side, and so on. There may be certain ways where you can integrate other things. So sometimes we don't know the answer. Why is it that this person is blessed with so much talent in another area? When, when he's, it's all entire, we don't answer. Maybe for that person, it is an Isaiah. But there is no way to make a sweeping statement of people. Somebody understands really where your talents lie. If it means being Makriv, he's being Makriv. Rev Kahneman, Panevidirav, um, heard people talking about Godless Batayra, about, I'm sorry, about Monsieur Sefshin Taira. And the Panevidirav said, do you know what I was my Senefish for Taira? I was my Senefish being God Ladar. In other words, Panavidrav felt that he was brilliant. He, he, he had his Avasatayra and it was incredible. But he also was unique in his ability to raise money and to build things and, and to reach out to people. And he gave up his learning in, 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 in the yeshiva learning to do that. And he, and, and he, he, he wasn't he, he, he did not remain a noted Rosh Hashim in learning, but he, he, remained, he, he remained a noted builder of Tyra. He made a decision, realized, and he looked around, and he said, there are plenty of people that can be the Rosh Hashiva. I'm the only one that can be the one who's a, uh, a, a builds Tyra. This is my, this is my tough kid. So, so this, the, 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 it's, it's different situations. So why did Akash give you such a brilliant cup in learning and so on and so forth? I don't know. So we will never know some of those answers, but but a person has to make decisions many times. And I was talking about asking the Rebbe. I mean, what are the criteria for this Rebbe that you're asking? Someone that you, Gadol, or it's someone that you, you want to feel? It's two things. You, you want to feel that this person um, has bigger understanding than you have. That his understanding is is is. Ruchnius is he, he he's 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 a big person in terms of an elevated person, and you want to understand that he knows you, understands you, and cares for you. Those are the two criteria that you have. To, and there are many drachim. Uh, you know, some will come and tell me I should ask Eitzah by such and such a rebbe. It's not that I don't think that this person is a gadol entire or year or anything, or a smart person. He, he's not the derech that I'm going on. So, so, so whatever Adrach is going to give me, but that's not the natural derech. I have a certain tzur that I was raised and fit into, and I will look for a person that I feel has those two qualities. Okay, so the, next, the next bunch are, are related to more of the current events. 
just first a general question. What's a Bentaira and Yeshiva Bacher's main responsibility during these times? And you touched on that a little bit during the uh, share part, but... Right. So I, I would say for, for Yeshiva Bacher and so on, the ability to keep the structure in his life, even when it's not there, if I can give a muscle, it's like, you know, in Yeshiva, it's like we have training wheels. It's like we have a walker. It's, 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 we have, we're held tight in a certain, in a certain framework. For the first time, there's no framework. And the ability for us to give ourselves a framework and to stick with it, I think is the major challenge. And once we do it, I think there's tremendous brach in it. I can, I can now do things. I decide that I'm learning this, I learn this. I decide I'm not gonna be distracted by that, I'm not distracted by that. So, so I think this, this type of uh, Indian, this type of Mahal, I think is, is most important for someone in Yeshiva. The Gemara says that in the future, we're gonna thank Hashem for our Tsaris, uh, like a man who was stung by a scorpion and so he was saved from a sinking ship. Right. It's more philosophical. Is he going to thank Hashem for the salvation or for the actual pain of this thing? And those are the tsaras good or only because they're going to lead to some good outcome? Is there something intrinsic in the tsaras that we're going to thank Hashem for? So, so let's, it says in Chazal, in Rashi, that, that when, when the Bria was created, the Tam, Eitz, and the Pri were Shavah. That 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 if you if the wood had the same taste as the fruit, that when the trees came out, it wasn't the way they came out, and this was some sort of pagam and debris or some some sort of shortcoming. Now, the simple understanding that if I if I eat the bark of the apple tree, it tastes like the apple, really is not there are enough apples to go around. Especially now, everybody's getting in these dinner in these uh, plans, these bags of apples. They don't know what to do with. We don't need the bark to eat also. It means something a lot deeper than that. It means the road to get to my goals will taste of it. And let's, and let's take an example. Let, let's take um, a, 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 a muscle. If, let's say I tell somebody, you know, it's hot outside and it's, it's dusty and everything, but if you walk down a half hour, they have great ice cream over there. So I'll make a decision. I'll say, you know what? I guess I'll do it. It's worth it. I'll stop myself and do it. That's one ifin. Another ifin is somebody is trying to do bodybuilding. And in order to, I don't know, to, 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 to make the basketball team or some, some, something that, 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 that whatever it is a person wants. So somehow in the sweat of it the person feels the time of you know I, I feel that I'm developing my muscles I feel that I'm pushing myself a person a person has a business that's very much clear and he has to run and he has to do a deal here a deal there it's that he, he, he feels in the hustle bustle he feels a sort of that's the type of 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 what what it means to feel um that in the in the in the in the serum itself will feel the time. If a person were to feel how much he becomes mezuchach, how much refined he becomes because things were difficult, then a person actually begins to feel that time in the difficulty itself. 
So in, a, in, the, in the case of the scorpion with that, that's a hard one to see that, but we'll, we will see why it was, we'll understand how that pain was helpful. It, 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 it's something that once we have the real Havana of how it was doing it, so just like this bodybuilder in the sweating and the pushing and the pulling, he feels the, the geschmack of, of becoming whatever it is that he's, that he's dreaming to become. That's the type of feeling that will happen with Shem. So now, uh, Baruch Hashem, we're, people were starting to talk about opening back up um, different states, different rules. What's the terror perspective? On, on the one hand, you have the public personal health, and on the other hand, you have the public economic health. Businesses opening, shutting. That's, what's the terror perspective on how to, how to balance those two and understand the priorities? Um, it's easy to say Pikuach Nefesh is Docha. But Chazal were very makbit on bitla voda. To me, the, the economic is very important because at the end of the day, um, you know, anias is my personal dietary. So, so, so that's an important health factor. Also, batola Chazal didn't, were very careful, you know, for bitla malacha, having people not doing, not being engaged in what they're doing. So if a person is and, and, and he's engaged in, in, in Torah in a real way, Ashrehu. But if not, those are things, but you know, I would say it's a real concern. And, and therefore, the, 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 there's a way to weigh but understanding that Aeneas does have, take a terrible toll on people, but takes a toll on people, and so halachically, there are, there are fine points about pigroch nefesh, that's curved, that's fadai, that's, you know, that a post-it needs to weigh, but, but they're definitely, we're talking about economic consideration, Baruch Hashem, I don't think anybody's going to stop the death now with tzibur, but, you know, there are tziburim that are really, you know, that the, the, the eating would become very not good. And, and, um, and the amnias itself would have a very grinding effect on a person. So it definitely has a shikol, a das, there's ever a shikol over there. And there are different, uh, we, the price has different gradations on the uh, muscle. If we wouldn't try it cause, then, then we'd be a lot safer. But that would mean our work, our ability to work would be within three, four blocks of our house. And we couldn't support ourselves. So what's the heta? Teretz is, there's a derech and and this is part of it. Chazal say that, that, that a worker is being most nefesh by climbing up on a tree, he's risking his life. That's how Chazal described it. And, you know, that, 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 that's why you have to be careful about his char and so on. You know, he's, he's, he's giving you his nefesh. What's the head to climb on a tree right full of? Teretz is parnasa. So, so what's called chashrochek? Uh, 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 what's called darkish ilam? What's called shem sayim Hashem? What's called other categories? That a post decides. But the idea that you know, a person a person takes some risk in bringing Parnassa, I think that's true always. How can we do a better job of working together within the, the Jewish community so that when we have disagreements, we can be civilized instead of creating more baseless hatred, more sinasfina? I, I, I think, I think in, in, in a lot of the problem starts when we expect Abbas and so on and so forth to mean that we all have to agree and we always have to be together and so on. 
the understanding that even though I strongly think one thing, but the other person's day is also a day, um, I think is important to, to, to teach our children to respect somebody we disagree with strongly. Uh, there's a story from the Briskorov, I think I saw it in one of Mello's books, that was very fascinating. One of the Briskorov's children was making, had a Hasidic quaint friend, you know, as, as young kids, as kids, and he was making fun of this person's Rebbe. Whatever. The Briskorov heard it, he smacked him, and he said, you don't make fun of somebody else's Rebbe. Now, the Rav had many other Nakudas, are not in the year of the safe Daiter and everything, you know, what, what he had. But the point is, understand there are other Drachim, there are other Mahalchim. And I need to be able to respect what's good over there, understand that those people might mean Hashem Shemayim, understand why I'm not like that. But, but I think it's healthy. I, I heard the following story once from somebody, and then I've heard it in a slightly different version from other people, but but the same idea. The Ger Rebbe had a son-in-law, Bichamai Levine, who was a big Aguda activist. And he was a, later on in the Knesset, a very chashua person, his own right. So the Imre Emes sent him once on a shlichus to Frankfurt, um, to, 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 to the head of the Aguda at the time, and he to Rev Rosenheim. And he told him, I want you to spend Shabbos by Rosenheim's house. Invite yourself for Shabbos's house. So Rev Rosenheim, so he was kind of a little bit wondered about it, but okay. He went to Frankfurt, he went to Rosenheim's house, and Rev Rosenheim, he spoke to Rev Rosenheim about the Nyan he had to speak about, and you know, they spoke about these things. Then when they finished, he said, I have a bakasha from you, and I'm gonna be here for Shabbos. And my shver asked me to ask you if I could be by you for Shabbos. So Rosenheim was a little bit taken aback. He said, I'm very, very honored. But he said, it's a very different world than your world. I mean, in, in Ger, the women ate in the kitchen or whatever they ate and the men ate there. And there's, you know, like Karav Zelzeh. In Germany, they ate at one table. They discussed the retire together, uh, you know, at, at Asia's Heil, they stood up and they made a circle and danced around the woman, but was not such a type of his snagos. So he said, I, I guess if my shver sent me, that's what he expected. Kitsa, he came there, he sat at the table, wasn't so comfortable, you know, was very different than what he's used to. At night, um, he, he, he lay down to go to sleep, Rebbe um, Chemaya. In the middle of the night, he hears like from the living room, an extraordinarily sweet voice sitting and learning with tremendous mesikas. And he pries open the door and he sees Rebecca Rosenheim sitting mamish learning with us, modern. And like he saw him, so Rebecca told him, um, you know, I don't get a chance to learn all one because I'm so tired with all, with all, with all of the Indianim. This is my time to learn, and this is when I use it. And he was like, he was very taken by the whole, by the scene of learning it. So, so when he came back, his shver, the Ger Rebbe told him, I wanted you to see that there are others also. I want you to understand, you know, meaning, I want you to understand there's another world. You're working at Goody, you're a lot of different type of people. There are hoggers of different people that are different hours, but have a beauty of their own. And, and you need to have that in order to um, work with people. I think an understanding um, of different 
types of people and the fact that we can't agree. We can't agree on these things. These things are not going to work for everyone. But what is it that we can work and what is it that, that you can't work? Understanding it that way, instead of actors being some sort of margarine where, you know, you sort of uh, understand this is this, this is this, and, and, uh, and, and the miles of this way, the miles of my way, and I'm very strong about why I am who I am, but I also understand that they have something I don't have and why they do certain things that, that may not be ideal. I can just follow up. A lot of the, you know, the machlaikas seems to be generated, or at least, you know, it's, it's displayed on the internet, on blogs, on comments, Twitter. Is, it, is that something that is the general, you know, stay away from? Is that the, are, these, are these bad tools, you know? You know, the, the, the Mila is, when we see pornography, we know it's pornography, and we know we're doing something wrong, we're looking at it. No, nobody, I don't think, has ever looked at pornography and, and thought that, he, that it's the shame Shemayim, that, that it's, that it, on these Inyanim, unfortunately, we do think so. Um, I think the problem is, I mean, if we were to build um, in ourselves an attitude and understanding how to deal with others, how to understand others, how to understand where the Eil Abeli Rikim Chaim exists. Somebody asked me, a young man, I was kind of surprised two or three years ago, how do I reconcile two very big people who had very different days on a certain topic? Both were within our circle, so to speak, and yet they, they had very different attitudes. I said, what do you mean reconcile? They very, very, very much think differently. There is no, you know, there are things that are outside the pale of, of MS or whatever you want to call it, but there are many machlekes inside the pale of it. And, you know, this is the way he thinks, this is the way he thinks. What's the problem? Um, and, and, and yes, understanding where I can go along, where I can't go along. You know, it's, it's um, somebody quoted a certain, some, some people may know, some may not know, a certain very famous Rebbe who himself grew up in a more, a good environment and type of environment and his, his Rebbe's lineage is a very Karnostic Rebbe lineage and he asked him about joining Aguda and he said I would like to join Aguda but as a Rebbe of this Tzibur I cannot join Aguda this is what this is the the, the status of this Tzibur this is the status of, 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 of what my grandfather built and, and I need to, my job, it's a certain approach, it's a certain daya, and, and it, it has its emis, and, uh, and Kalasul needs that emis. You know, so someone else might hear differently, someone else might hear differently. If you're able to understand that there are, that machlokas can be genuine and positive, and they have to have a way to, there's, you know, there's a middle minion, we have to be able to say, I'm part of it, Sibur. And, you know, if I'm not going to be flexible and you know, a person, a person goes into Tzibur and thinks, everybody's going to think the way he thinks. He's doomed for failure. A person will kind of say, listen, this is my Tzibur. There are things there that are going to be done that I really don't like. But the Kalal Godless is X. And the male part of it is that I have to be Mishnatim for the Tzibur. I don't have to think that every Tzibur is right. And, 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 but I do have to uh, 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 learn to deal as part of it. Sibur. Many can use it better. You know, when you get to places where everything is Yahweh Val Yavr, then, then it ends up being Yaharak. 
And, and that's, you know, so learning to understand difference of opinion, understanding what I think, why I think, and yet I need to act in a certain sense of it, in, in a certain secretic hyphen, then, then, then I think it would make things different. There's, there's like a few more questions. I, I'm going to lump some of them together, but as far as time, yeah. I'm sure yes. we have I don't know. Since they can always cut the video where we're in good shape, they can they can disclose it. In the Shabbos, I don't know you're uh, in the early Shabbos, but no, we we, we have time yet. Okay. So uh, I'm going to put these two together, but you can I guess adjust them however you want. But uh, first of all, living in close quarters has brought out some negative meters in myself. How seriously should I worry about that? And then in general, what are recommendations for maintaining Shalom in the home with everyone over the summer? If day camps might be closed, it's, uh, it's a bit, you know, increasingly difficult. What's the uh, recommendation? So I think as far as the first one, bringing out negative kudas, I, I would give it a much of like a stress test. You know, when a person goes to a cardiologist, he puts them through a more stressful routine and that will sometimes um, bring out problems that there weren't. Their iglori milsa, it's a type of thing where you see, you thought that you're a very easy patient, talented person. You get to a point where you're not. It's helpful in being able to see where you need more to work on it. As far as the second question goes, I think structure is the most important part of it. If you sit down, and this, and I think it's everybody being together can understand it. If, if everybody's going to do what he or she wants to do at any given time, we will constantly get in each other's nerves. If everybody follows a set routine and we plan it in a way that, you know, each one has the space, the place, what he needs, it, it will be very helpful. It's something, Seder is something where it says, you know, that Chazal said, said that there's no Eiffel, Amai Koya Alma, you know, Akedusha is Sidra, because wherever there's no Seda, there's Oifel, Talmavis. Um, whenever there's Helta Skelta, then it keeps, then, then, then everybody keeps running into each other. Being able to, um, being able to have structure and, and, and Seder is vital for, for, for these in your and then just there were two halves. I should read the second half also. We should just leave that last part. Out of the read the whole thing and then you know, and then uh, you know, I'll, I'll answer it very briefly. Whatever it is, yeah. Okay. Okay. So the uh, the last question is is kind of long. It's uh, personal, so I'll uh, I'll read the entire thing. Um, okay. So the question is: I come from a non-from background, and it came from in my teenage years. I went to a yeshiva that was very stark in its level of learning and in its hashkafos, but it wasn't considered mainstream by any stretch of the imagination. I spent several years there and did very well. Even after I got married, I continued in the kollel of that yeshiva for several years on a very minimal stipend. Eventually, I had to move on both in regards to kollel and in regards to my living location. I looked into all the kollelim in my city and made inquiries by all of them, and I wasn't accepted on a permanent basis into any of them. Even the one kollel that was willing to accept me was only on a temporary basis, on a man-to-man basis with no commitment. When I was in that call and I learned and interacted with several of their members, I realized that my learning levels and skills far exceeded theirs, yet I still had difficulty finding chavusas because of where I was coming from. Eventually, the temporary arrangement did not work out, and I ended up having to go to work. Despite working full-time, I still made efforts to join both an early morning call and an evening call, and there as well, I had difficulty getting in. And even when I got in, I couldn't find any chavusas close to my learning level. Essentially, my question is, why is my background continuing to haunt me? 
I have all the skills and knowledge to build myself both in Torah and in general being an all-around very firm and committed yet. I find it ironic that despite having developed both in Mahalach HaLimud and Mahalach HaChayim, I'm still considered inferior to someone who has neither of those things but comes from a typical background that went through the system of mainstream yeshivas. What can be done to change all that? Also, how can I look at it and accept the situation and reconcile myself to the reality that I find myself in? And then um, he finally has two kind of unrelated questions, but um, on the same. Another point I'd like to bring out is that while making the transition to work, there was a large part of me that felt like a total failure. I went to work not because I chose to, but because I had to. And yet both myself and the system looked at me like there was something wrong with me. What can we do to change that? Final point is that when I, when I did transition to the workforce, I had a very hard time finding jobs and difficulty utilizing my skill set in the workplace setting. Um, I had no assistance from the yeshiva world in regard to that transition. How can we expect someone who spent all of his adult years in the four walls of the base marriage to find, and, to find and transition to a job with no support whatsoever from the yeshiva community that had worked uh, that has supported him every step of the way until then. It was almost like I became a pariah when I went to work. I am no longer part of the yeshiva community. How can we change that? So, I mean, it's a, obviously very long, very personal, and um, hard for me sitting here and uh, be able to know the person, understand everything. I just, two or three points. Um, this, the, the nisyonos you describe um, the issues you describe, some people go through it, many people not. There are many people, I know many Gayrim that have gone through the system and you wouldn't, uh, they're part and parcel of the system. Certainly Bali Tshuva, certainly people from different wings of Judaism and so on. So that story is true for some people, not true for other people. Now, um, as far as the system goes, um, sitting here at the dinner we're discussing is not going to make any changes, but I do think there are, there's a potential for many skills to make that adjustment comfortably. And this is a type of thing where one-on-one -on -one with somebody who knows you well and understands could possibly give you some understanding of how to adjust because there are many people that make this adjustment extraordinarily well. And um, I know myself countless of people that are totally not part of the system, and yet today they're part and parcel, and nobody would know the difference. The one place that maybe some other suggestion about feeling a failure yourself because you've gone to work. I wrote a book about two years ago called The Torah for Life, and I tried to exp give that sense of together with the Hashiva for learning, we also need to understand wherever Kachrach puts a person, that's his Lachatchila. Um, so in society, we respect the Yoshua Holim, but each and every person has a personal mission Kachrach. If it's helpful, uh, I can try to get you to the, the, the save the book, but that's something also, working with somebody personally understands exactly where that's coming from. Um, it's not a, it's not an answer we can give as cloud or whatever it is. So Bez Hashem, Hashbrook should help that find a comfortable place, find your rightful place. Hashbrook meant it, you to be like Hatchila out of the event, who you are, what you are, where life has led you is Lachatchila. And just gaining that perception will, will make a difference, Bez Hashem. Okay, I couldn't.